We are a group of friends bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. Welcome to the Wednesday, September the 7th, 2022 edition of Union of the Unknowns presents Not Your Mama's News, where we talk about events and stories that interest us from the clown world that we live in. Welcome, everybody. Hey, hey. With us hey. today, we have America's sweetheart, Justin Ismkant. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Allegedly. We also have Jackie, the ATL connector. Hey, girl. Hey! And we have America's most lovable scamp, Keel. How's it going? Great. Glad everybody's with us today. What's a scamp? I don't know. Scoundrel? <laughs> a mis okay. mischievous creature. Um, I have taken Keel's favorite word, and I think he associates it with me now, and I think that has ruined it for him, so I apologize, but it's a great <laughs> word. Maybe a little bit. You okey-doke him. I pulled the old okey-doke, and um, I am sorry, but I'm also not sorry. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off today, and we, we do have um, a variety of stories to go over. Some are a little more humorous and some are quite serious. So unfortunately to kick us off, I do have a rather serious story. Or, or Kyle. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, Kyle, go for it. <laughs> oh, thank you for that very kind introduction. <laughs> so I've got some health news. There's a new study out. Uh, it turns out that temporal thermometers, as well as uh, blood oximeters, those things you stick on your fingers, clamp on, it tells you you're, they are, they may be, the wording, may be less accurate uh, among hospitalized patients of color. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a big problem because uh, fevers will go undetected in that demographic. And uh, that's unfair. And I've got a quote here from a person who is associated with this study. And this person's name is, uh, he's, his name is, hang on. Well, it. you're finding that. I just have to say that I feel like those thermometers and stuff like that that go on your forehead or on your skin or even the ones that are like a gun that's shooting you with a laser, that's, I feel like they're all super inaccurate. You either are. need one underneath your tongue or stick it up your butt, a rectometer. Well, that. The, uh, the way they work is it, it utilizes infrared uh, technology. So it's going to hit the surface and detect temperature based on, you know, uh, the, the tone of the skin is going to affect that reading, right? Mm. That's how the technology works. Uh, this guy, Dr. Tom Valley, he was part of the study here. He says, you know, if we don't identify these problems, we can't fix them. He's talking about 
the purpose of the study, looking into this, why why people of colors, you know, their conditions weren't being assessed as correctly as, you know, Caucasian people. He says, if we can't fix them, that's part of the problem. We we don't know how far this goes. We don't know how deep this goes. This racism within healthcare. Mm. Mm. I gotta say, he's he's. I think he's uh, accurate there. It's definitely racist. These, Do you think these it could be the basis of the melanin that's in the skin? So maybe it just like reads differently or something? And well, if you, if you took a, a sheet of white paper and you zapped it with one of these thermometers, it's not going to read exactly the same as you take a sheet of black paper and did the same thing. That's just the way the light refracts and whatever the technology, right. you know, just physics. So yeah. is is that not just the lights racist? It's afraid of the black people, so it's like I'm not gonna reflect off of you. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. I can't speak for the thermometers. I can't imagine why they wouldn't have when they were testing these products before they went to market, why they wouldn't have tried it on different individuals and tested it out. White, I Hispanic, just... Asian, children, adults, old people. You know I would I mean? suspect that they did, but um, the majority of the population is white people. So, I mean, it's still going to, you know, be profitable or, you know, work for the majority of the people. Mm. Uh, yeah. We, so it's... When we had our COVID protocols at work, one of them was a, like a stand-up. Uh, thermometer like that that was just sitting by the front door and you were supposed to lean your head in and it would automatically scan and give you a readout of your temperature and it was they were ridiculously inaccurate they were yeah. they would always read 10 degrees cooler than what a human body should be at and we were supposed to write these numbers down and on a daily sheet it was just it was so dumb i don't know what the the company thought they were going to do with that information but and the thing is is like if it was really during the main covid times and people were able to be out for having a fever and like whatever then i i would be putting my head up against the heat full blast in my car <laughs> before i go in and be like oh oh geez guys i'm sorry i guess i better work from home today oh, oh heck <laughs> yeah what are they gonna say Right. I'm 120 degrees. I can't come in and I get somebody sick. You'd be dead if you're 120 <laughs> degrees. But the, the, you know, the problem I have with this whole thing, of course, is the fact that they were equating this to racism when it is clearly not. And I, I can, I can recall when I was a kid, I remember I watched some kind of, I don't know, Dateline or That's Incredible or some kind of you know, like magazine TV show where they profile new technologies and stuff. And there was this firm out in Japan that was working on uh, facial recognition. And this was early nineties or in the eighties at some point. And they, they had, they had the, the creators, they're all, you know, Japanese guys and they're all sitting in front of the camera and they, and they, they're moving around and talking and you can see on the, the video screen of this camera was, um, it had a, a, like a computer generated face and it was turning and mimicking 
the facial expressions of the person that was just sitting in front of the camera. It didn't have all those little knobs and things that you see in movies. And so the, the uh, reporter that was talking to him was a white guy. So he had lighter color hair and he sat down and started moving his head around. And when you looked at the panel, the computer generated head was like kept falling back like this <laughs> because it was trying to adjust. And the, the problem was they, they had the, the dark hair that Japanese people typically have and the contrast against their face. And that was part of how they oriented the, how they detected the position of the head. So like so the contrast was the anchoring right. of so the software. They, they gave a black wig to the reporter guy and he put it on and sure enough, it worked and he was able to move around. But uh, the point is it's, it's not, the technology is not racist. It's just, right. you know, the people developing it. And I, I can't speak to these uh, temporal thermometers who invented those, but you know, Nobody thinks of this stuff. It has, it's not racist. It's not malignant in some way. Malicious? Malicious. There you go. Malignant tumor. Malicious mm -hmm. people. Yeah. It's not that. I think it could be malignant. I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess we can't read their minds and determine what their intention was when they Oh, I, I meant the appropriate use of the word. Yeah. I. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm with you. I think in that case, it's silly. No, I do think there is potentially some precedent in the medical community for potential racism. And I'll tell you at least what a little nugget of why I think that. Um, in the opioid epidemic, there seems to be less people of color that have been negatively affected by the opioid epidemic. And in a book that I was reading, I believe called Dope Sick, is um, they, they mentioned that, that actually they were less likely to be prescribed these particular opioid medications. And that was, I think, earlier on before we know what we know now, um, which is kind of wild because it's either, so you're prescribing more of this medication to white people because you think that it will like that they deserve it or you take their pain more seriously or you're prescribing it to white people because you want to get them hooked on dope. I don't know. Either way, it's, it's a weird, um, it's a weird topic, but I definitely don't think in this instance that these pieces of equipment are, um, are racist. <laughs> no, I don't believe so either, mm -hmm. but every chance you can get to, uh, be uh uh what's the word i'm looking for to create a, a big a division to create continuous division possible yeah it's just possibly. another uh agenda against with division sensationalist that's yeah. what i'm looking for so what it really comes down to is that there's so little actual legitimate racism in this country that they have to make shit up constantly and be like oh we found more racism now you know you stop being bad white people mm -hmm. definitely and you see you see a lot of crazy stuff like that online obviously if you were to say something negatively about another race i'm not saying that you should do this i'm just saying if you did you would pr i mean jackie ha jackie has an example of this actually like if you say something bad about x 
then they're coming down hard on you. And if you say something bad about white people, like white people are the devil, white people should all be killed. I mean, stuff like that. Nothing will happen to your account. Well, you have, was it Sarah's Jong, I believe? I want to say Washington Post journalist that actually called for the death of all white people on Twitter. And she still kept her job. And if I remember correctly, faced zero repercussions. Yeah, I've seen so much of that rhetoric there. And I'm like, this is this is wild, y'all. Um, Jackie, do you want to share the story of the Facebook, um, someone getting put in Facebook jail? Yeah, so my girl, my friend, she, um, who is Black, she posted something about Black people. I didn't even see the post. She was just texting to me. But she posted something about Black people being like sheep or something like that. And she is Black. And she got put in Facebook timeout, Facebook jail. So then, and I think it's for like 30 days or something. I don't know. And so I said, let me, I said, I said to her, I said, let me test it out and see what they say about white people. Right. If I say the exact same thing, but I say it about white people. And she was like, it's not worth it. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, let's just test this out. Let's see what happens. And uh, I did. And I was like, you know, sometimes such and such white people or sheep, <laughs> they just follow along, blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, nothing happened to my account. I was on for, I had it for a listed for a full day where she got dinged just like that. And, uh, she was pissed. She's like, this is racism. I was like, but they're saying you can't say anything bad about black people. They don't care what you say about white people. They <laughs> and, really don't. Uh, and she was like, I'm going to sue. <laughs> I was like, it's not worth it. Who cares? Um, she was like, that's okay. I needed to be off Facebook anyways. I don't care. <laughs> so Preach. that's the thing is like, it's Facebook thinks they're doing you an injustice by putting you on timeout. You're like, no. Thank you for this forced forced uh, removal of all this toxic crap that you have on here um, and wasting my time of being on this platform. Like, oh, oh you're hurting my feelings. As, yeah. as a professional troll for um, at least two decades at this point, <laughs> um, I can confirm that when we get sent to facebook jail we just wear it as a badge of honor and then we load up our sock account um and we just log back in and continue to harass ridicule and mock the retards as <laughs> is, it is what must be done hashtag what must be done <laughs> well speaking of that i think uh ashley um do you want to go I do. So this is, this is a story that I accidentally started to kick us off with today. And it is kind of strange. So um, you may have been following the Russia-Ukraine situation. I don't know anybody who doesn't know that some, there's a conflict happening between the two. Um, you, you may or may not know that what you're being told about that is a total lie. I'm not going to get into everything, but um, essentially Russia's not just the only bad guy here um and they were being provoked now is that part of the great reset well i'm not sure but it's awfully convenient that it's happening when it's happening although the situation that was happening in the donbass has been happening for the last eight years um before this so 
that's for another time. But anyway, in light of that, a lot of the major countries, the United States and Europe, uh, Germany in, in particular, put sanctions on Russia. And this was a very bad idea on behalf of Germany because they were getting a ton of natural gas um, and maybe regular gas too, I don't even know, from Russia. While not pursuing creating their own energy in their own country. So now they have put um, sanctions on Russia. And now, oopsie, Russia just mm, something came up. And the, the pipeline that you are getting natural gas from, <coughs> um, well, we're, there's a manufacturing error or it's under maintenance or whatever. The point is, it's completely turned off. So now Germany is headed into literally a dark winter. It's super concerning. And then you have these psychopath politicians from Germany that are saying, essentially, I know that it's going to be painful for us, but whatever we have to do to support Ukraine. Um, so it's super dangerous for the people that live in Germany. It's very worrying um, just from a humanity, a humanitarian perspective. Um, so then setting that up, then we had a video that was released by Russia that essentially showed Europe freezing to death. It, it mm. was, they showed the pipeline. They had this haunting music, I believe it was Ukrainian music, and um, it was a very beautiful but sad song, but it was just, it was very strange um, that this happened. And I will go over the lyrics translated to English. And the winter will be big. And the winter will be big. Here, look across the river. Autumn is dying quietly, waving its yellow hand. Wet aspens are crying. Grandfather Arbot is crying, Blue Russia is crying, turning into leaf fall and crushing the snowdrifts. The sun shines in spring and the winter will be big, only dusk and snow. I'm sure it sounds better in Russian. <laughs> it does, um, but the, the words still got me a little bit shook. That's extremely sad. Um, and then from one of my favorites, um, People in the Liberty community, Cyprian, formerly Vin Armani, he had a tweet and he said, once again, Russia's greatest weapon is winter. Mm. So um, mm. Russia has asked for the sanctions to be lifted. And I unfortunately fear that this is all part of a planned uh, destruction of Europe soon to, to come to the United States and a multi-pronged attack on humanity, essentially. Um, but I, I hope I'm wrong here, and I hope that something is resolved before before it happens, because I, I very much am concerned about what's going to be happening to, to regular people that don't deserve this in mm. Russia. Well, um, German, Germany's foreign minister uh, said, and I quote, we stand with you as long as you need us, uh, in reference to Ukraine. Uh, then I want to deliver, no matter what my German voters think, but I want to deliver to the people of Ukraine. So that's, I mean, she, that's really just saying the quiet part out loud. Uh, yes. All of you, I'm going to do what I want, and I don't care because I'm going to have plenty of heat in my <laughs> mansion. Yes, right. and that was one of the exact quotes that I was thinking about. Thank you, Justin. So I just, 
I, I'm, I'm, I don't even know what to say about that. What do you, if you're a German person and you hear one of your politicians saying that and you're heading like, I, my understanding is that firewood is even hard to come by there right now because people are worried. So you have a politician saying that to you. And I'm like, do these people have a clue? If you start getting starving and cold people, do you think that you're going to be safe? I mean, well, I know these, these people are puppets, but this is, I don't know. It's crazy. Here's my white pill moment on this, this subject. I do absolutely agree that it's going to be devastating for the people living there. However, this might just be the wake-up call they need to start taking back over their country. Hopefully, think, we don't, they don't go you know, down the same route they did in the 40s. Right. But I, you couldn't blame them if they did. I mean, these politicians are, are acting as terrorists against their own people, in my opinion. Um, so it's, it's a really concerning situation. And I do think that there are some countries and places that are rising up against NATO. And if Germany did do that, and other countries in Europe said, no, absolutely not. We, we no longer support alliance with NATO. We no longer support these sanctions against Russia. We no longer support Ukraine. Then that potentially could make a huge difference. So it'll be interesting to see um, how it ends up shaking out. Didn't Trump try to remove us out of NATO or was that out of a different thing that he tried to remove us out of? He stopped right. funding for the WHO um, and he did warn that this is exactly what would happen to Germany if they messed around. Mm -hmm. um, he did. There is a video out there of him saying that. My question is, what is the incentive for all these countries to be backing Ukraine? Because Germany probably don't give a crap. It's not like these countries are backing us up with our tyrannical uh, presidents that we've had. It's not like they've tried to come into us and tried to, like, take our presidents out. You know what I mean? Or create war against us. I mean, like, what is it that the United States and Germany and all these people have such an interest in being there for Ukraine. It's like, why don't they just mind their own doggone business? That, so, would, be, that would be nice, but that's kind of the, the fantasy, you know, that countries all respect each other. It's all one big political chess game, really. You know, uh, if, if we can keep a disruption in Ukraine, then Russia has problems getting gas into Europe. And then we can take advantage of that. And I don't know. It, it all, it's just all bullshit to me. So I, I can't really rationalize any of it. And it's well, all leading into the China taking over the global currency uh, with the, it's actually their digital one. So I think if your game plan is the Great Reset, this is, ex and let's say that you have your, um, your puppets in place in all these places strategically, then what you're doing is, first of all, you're creating a proxy war with the United States and Russia, and they're using Ukraine to be essentially the intermediary there. And I think there's some other funny business going on with all the billions and billions and billions of money that is being sent to Ukraine every single week. I think there's money laundering happening. I oh, think people yeah. are getting payoffs and kickbacks. Um once again, I think there's a multi-pronged approach. I think this serves several purposes. So I think that they are 
setting up some weapons shortages for the U.S. military, which would also be very convenient. Mm. Um, If you are trying to take the United States down a peg, which we know from the Great Reset by 2030, that's exactly the goal. They don't want to have the United States as a superpower. They stated that. They said that they want to have the United States as a part of superpowers, including China. Now, I don't know necessarily how all of this plays out. Um, and, and how they get there, but they, there seems to be setting up some sort of a 1984 alliance between some adversarial countries. So there, it's known as BRICS. Um, Brazil, Russia, what's the I? India. India, China, Saudi Arabia? I don't remember. I don't know who's the S, but I think that they're you know, potentially setting up the, we've always been at war with East Eurasia. I think it's money laundering. I think it's taking the United States down a peg. I think that it's crushing Europe. I think all of these, you know, that it's multifaceted. And I think the people that are doing it are getting paid off with the money that has been stolen and pilfered from us, the plebs. It's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. South Africa. Interesting. Which is the country, was it Ukraine, where Biden, when he bragged about it during uh, his first, when his election, when he was trying to get elected? Huh? You mean when he uh, had a coup going on? Yeah, when he talked about if you don't fire that person, when they were like, uh, when they were investigating the company that Hunter was a part of? Yeah. Was yeah, that Ukraine? That was, that was Ukraine. Absolutely. Oh, okay. And it's so convenient that we're sending them billions of dollars now. Exactly. I mean, how do people, and he was so vocal and open about that. Like, how do you not see that? How do you not see that that is corrupt? How do you not see that? It's not being reported. You know, they, if it, if it's something like a great point like that, Jackie, it's not being reported at all. So the, the general public, unless they are into alternative they media. About yeah, for sure. They intentionally don't talk about it because they want to say Trump had a phone call, which actually there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with the phone call that he had with Russia. Meanwhile, there does seem to be something wrong with the call that Biden had, or excuse me, that Trump had with Ukraine. But the one that Biden had with Ukraine does seem to be corrupt, and yet they impeach Trump over it. I mean, it's clown world. Yeah. I mean, they were... Both calls were probably inappropriate, but I don't think either one of them was, uh, you know, impeachable. But they were they were almost exactly the same in nature, and it, it was just it's a huge double standard there, you know. It is. It's um. But something I was gonna wanted to say was, we are quite poised to start big wars. I mean. Hopefully not, but, you know, we've got Ukraine in, you know, fighting Russia right now, but you've got Taiwan that's about to be at war with China, and we're backing both Taiwan and Ukraine very heavily. And I think we're, we're, Biden is set to spend or send a billion dollars worth of arms to Taiwan right now, as yes. of today, something like that. Yeah. That's, and- uh, we are going to get dragged into both of these wars if we're not really careful and you know the the u.s military industrial complex wants that to happen yes so i don't know what we as uh 
you know, small people can do to, there's nothing we can do. We just have to sit and wait. And as soon as war starts, World War III begins, you know. That, that might be the future we deserve. Yes, you know, let's just blow the entire world up. We'll get a few people left over and we'll just, let's just start over, try again. Maybe we could do better next time. I don't, well, I don't think there's going to be anybody left over if, if, if it goes nuclear. Last week, the Pope did say that World War III had already started. Um, and this is something that Brad Binkley of the Propaganda Report, shout out Brad, has been saying is that it's possible that World War III has already started, that in retrospect, all of these events will be considered part of what started World War III. Now, the other thing is like, there's a meme out there that's saying, I'm not saying X, but how would it be different? So I'm not saying that the United States and the World Economic Forum and NATO and whoever else is trying to start World War III, but if they were, what would they be doing differently? Right. So we're going to share a, another podcast, which is one of the ones that brought us all together through the propaganda report, but Ismcant was nice to share a link to a podcast called Monica's Deep Dive, Ever Play Risk, Get Out Your Boards. We're going to play a game called the Ukraine Campaign. So we're going to, I'm going to have to re-listen to that. It was, a, it was from back in May 13th. So I think everyone should take a look at it. She's also got some show notes in there from the NATO, the U.S. troops in Europe, uh, Volterinet article, Finland and Sweden, and all these people that should be joining NATO, which is um, – and then how when the House passed the $40 billion aid bill to Ukraine. So this is a great – has a lot of great show notes in this. So I think you all should take a look at it. And uh, Monica is a Harvard grad. Uh, as well as a mom and a wife and just uh, an all-around smart and amazing woman. So I think y'all should check out her podcast. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say for sure uh, that gives a lot more in-depth information into some of the funny business that's been happening in Ukraine. Um, but I, I do hope that, that I'm wrong about this. And that maybe Europe will not suffer the winter that I'm concerned about. And that's certainly extremely possible. So we will move on from that story. So who is sharing next? Is that you, Jackie? Uh, no, I think it was Ism Kent. Okay, Justin? Well, and just, just to finish up that last segment, um, uh, it's, we're kind of like alcoholics at this point. Like, we got to hit rock bottom before we can... Before we can start anew. But uh, I got a, a quick little uh, fun bit from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, headline, Ghost Gun Firms Find New Ways to Sell DIY Weapons as U.S. Rule Takes Effect. Um, so if anyone isn't aware of what a ghost gun is, it's just any homemade firearm that does not have a serial number on it uh this you can make a ghost gun with a couple of metal tubes at home depot and a shotgun shell uh but why what's gotten the 
press on ghost guns going was that um, there are companies out there such as ghostguns.com run by Cody Wilson, who are just heroes making gun proliferation wildly easy. Um, But (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a fairly long article, but here's the gist of it. Um, They, made new uh, laws trying to regulate quote-unquote ghost guns uh, that went to effect uh, in end of August, I believe. Um, but all they have to do to side se- sidestep the new rule is, so they sell 80% receivers. Um, the receiver is the part of a firearm that the ATF considers to be the gun. Um, so if it's only 80% completed, you don't need any sort of background checks or anything like that. Uh, so basically what they were doing was they would sell you a kit with an 80% receiver and a jig to set it up so that you can use your drill press to turn that 80% into 100%. And, uh, in order to sidestep this this wide encompassing law that's going to save millions, if not billions of lives is uh, they're going to sell the receivers with the jig separately. Wow. That's good job, government. Good job. There you go. And then uh, my favorite is uh, uh, at the very end, Gun control advocates have also said that any change that makes it more difficult to obtain and build a ghost gun is worthwhile to deter crime. Now, are ghost guns also considered the 3D printed guns, or is that just considered a separate category? Because uh, obviously, in the Liberty community, we know that that 3D um, printed gun scene be popping. And they post memes about it all the time. They say the bit... It, the debate is settled. <laughs> You're not yep. doing anything about it. As long as people have access to printing these 3D guns, it's, it's game over. And it, it has been a while since I've, I was kind of in the world. Um, but it was probably pre-COVID. Um, I remember hearing about some guys that were working on um, a smokeless gunpowder that you could... Um, possibly make and use at home uh, in case they try to regulate ammo. Uh, But yeah, ghost gun is just defined as any firearm that is not serialized. Yeah. I think you could also consider a commercially manufactured gun that's had its serial number scratched off a ghost gun as well. I believe that's accurate. I, I do believe that that uh is what is the majority of the roughly 20,000 ghost guns that were reported to the ATF as having been recovered by law enforcement in 2021 uh cuz i'm pre- i don't think that most people that have the technical capabilities i mean it's not like it's difficult uh, the 3d print a firearm but it seems like a lot of effort when you could just go steal one. Yeah. And 3D printers aren't cheap. And especially sure. if you want to get one that's good enough to make a, a quality output like that. They're, oh, 
And shout out, uh, sorry, sorry, Justin. I just want to say really quick, shout out Sal Mayweather. He actually has site 3D printer go brr. (laughs) And he sells um, 3D printers to do that. And there's a lot of people online that do share their work and show you how to, you know, to make what you're looking for. Yeah, and it's, I think a lot of the um, more reliable uh, firearms that you can make at home uh like the kits i don't know if they they still do after the law came into effect but um they were uh selling it with a cnc machine um but on ghostguns.com they're just um, selling the creelty ender 3 v2 uh 3d printer which is only it's less than 300 dollars, and that's really all you need yeah, and you can make some mods to that. So I have like, um, I think I have an Ender 3 or something like that. And allegedly that's totally fine to make exactly what you would need. Um, but there are some recommendations for modifications out there. Um, my understanding is that they're simple, but I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done it. Yeah, the, the, uh, the CNC machine is called um, the Ghost Gunner, which you can buy uh, from ghostguns.com. And they also sell, you know, zero perfect, zero percent, you know, like starter kits and everything. So basically, you just get chunks of uh, metal, billet, billet aluminum. Yeah, I, would, and then you I just don't know that I would feel code. comfortable using a gun that was made on a three D printer. I don't um, know. It's so it's it was definitely an evolution. Um, you can go on YouTube and watch the very first three D printed guns being fired. And they're, like, standing, you know, 100 feet back behind bulletproof glass with a string pulled on the trigger. And uh, it took a lot of a lot of different research and, you know, uh, development. But especially with the advancements of different uh, 3D polymers, like the plastics that you can print, they're, mm-hmm. really, they're really strong and heat resistant. Mm. They've come a long way for sure. There are definitely people on, um, at least that I used to follow on Twitter that would have, I mean, they would show, you know, show themselves shooting multiple rounds out of what they were able to print at home. Yeah. Um, it does seem like it had come a long way. And then ghost, ghost, not, uh, maybe we need to get a sponsorship from ghostguns.com, but they also sell, um, with their, uh, ghost gunner, USB flash drives that have all the software on it. So oh, you nice. just literally plug it all in, hit enter, and then come back tomorrow, and you have you have your ghost gun. Uh, I wonder if it's gonna work to kill ghosts. I I gotta say, I, I really love the idea of these three D printed guns. It's a uh, it's a boon to freedom in the world, and I I know that's an obvious, it's not a unique thought, but you know we think about these. Uh, various very uh tyrannical regimes in the world and the people living there can't really do anything but now they just need one guy on the block to have a 3d printer and you've got an armed rebellion on your hands yeah and you've got you've got more freedom in the world now of course with the good comes the bad you've got people who of course are going to use that to try to take over the village next door to them and that's not good, but... Well, they aren't going to be able to do that because that warlord is backed by the CIA. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
but I mean, it's, it's at least good to have an option. And I know there are some people that think like, look, ultimately you're not going to do anything with just your regular basic weapons. And I know we have examples of that not being accurate. Um, Vietnam, Afghanistan, these are dirt poor people and they, they stood up. Um, however, having said that there, it was not just an easy, um, you know, it wasn't easy. How long were we in Afghanistan? 20 years, two decades. So that's a long time to be grinding it out. Um, and you know, the president says we need F-15s or F-14s or whatever. Um, and maybe there is something to that with the technological advances that they have made that we probably don't even know about. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's overall positive. Um, because who, who knows, you know, an armed, an armed society is a polite society. hundred percent. Yep. Uh, that's why in Kennesaw, when the mayor had said for people to be armed, if you were homeowners, they had, uh, the crime rate went down. So, right. If you're some dumbass out here, who's trying to start shit with somebody, if, if you thought that every man, woman, and child was armed and they were aware and they weren't going to take your shit, you're going to think twice about fucking with those people. Yep. That's a very good point. I can't wait to, to open carry my brand new AR-15. Nice. You'll have to send us pictures. Oh, have, have, have I? Have, have uh, we don't it? need to look at it now. <laughs> no, I, I posted a picture on, on a, a Discord. Oh, yeah, I did. I do. Oh, yeah. So all you have to do is just go to unionoftheunknowns.com to be able to join our Discord page. And then you can see all the funny memes. The crazy pictures that justin shares beware and uh yeah and anything else you want to find out so uh is it okay if i move forward with my story yeah i think that 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 pretty much summed it up uh this gun proliferation for the win nice thank you all right so top fbi this is from the new york post uh, top fbi agent resigns amid claims he shielded hunter biden from probe report. Timothy uh, Thebalt, an FBI assistant special agent in charge, was allegedly forced out after he was accused of political bias and his handling of probes involving President Biden's son, sources told the Washington Times on Monday. Um, he was a 25-year veteran. I love how they have pictures of this guy in here, this veteran in his suit. Uh, it was like his profile picture or something like that in front of the American flag. Uh, and then right underneath it, they have, uh, this picture of, of course, Hunter Biden without his shirt on. <laughs> cause he, cause he doesn't like, you know, he, cause he's always high. He's hot. He's got to stay as naked as possible. Sure. So then another one where he's trying to look like James Dean or something with a jean jacket on and no shirt on underneath it and his little pot belly sticking out. Cringe. I know it's it's really fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> so they're saying that this FBI agent ran interference against the investigation into Hunter. Yeah, it says in a letter to FBI Director Christopher Ray in July, Grassley said the Balt and FBI Supervisory At Intelligence Analyst Brian Alton were allegedly involved in a scheme to undermine derogatory information connected to Hunter Biden by falsely suggesting it was disinformation. 
which I just want to say that. So I was suggesting that it was disinformation where it also talks about Facebook had the FBI come and allegedly uh, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg revealed last week, this was on the Rogan podcast, that social media giant suppressed the post bombshell Hunter Biden report following a vague FBI warning about possible Russian propaganda uh, tied to the 2020 president election. So what makes them think if the FBI and the government's going to do stuff like this, first of all, this guy's a fall guy. Okay. He was getting orders from somebody else and he's the fall guy for this. And I guarantee he's going to get a sweet package out of this. Oh, he's just going to re- go out. So they don't have to do any investigation. Right. And he doesn't have to go in front of anyone, any of that stuff. Fine. Blah, blah, blah. They already told him in advance, you'll be set up after, you know what I mean? When you take the fall for this crap. But what makes you think that, like, with Mark Zuckerberg for uh, the FBI warning about possible Russian propaganda and then also the misinformation uh, analysts and stuff like that, what makes us think that is this the only story that this has ever happened in? I mean, like, are all these uh, truth tellers or these people that are um, labeling stuff as untruth? on Facebook. I mean, when COVID happened, I, at the very beginning of it, and I was like, if I was like, let me just write the word COVID on Facebook and see what happens. They blocked that post. All I wrote was COVID. That was it. Wow. And the post was blocked due to misinformation. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Did you spell it wrong? Is that what the problem was? I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe because I didn't put the 19 at the end of it. I just wrote COVID. Uh, that might have been it. I don't know. But isn't that crazy? That's insane. Wild. It's wild. The, the thing that really bothers me about all of these stories that you're bringing up, and they're, they're great stories, and they do matter. They, they're a big deal. But nothing keeps happening. Nothing keeps happening. No. All this stuff they know about Hunter. They know about the laptop. They know about the crack. They know about Joe Biden going like, oh, if, you're, if you got like one gram of crack, you're you're going to prison, Jack, or whatever. And nothing fucking happens to these people. And yet nothing. his son is like a major crackhead and doesn't do of and course, just, of course. And gets these billion dollar daddy deals. Exactly. And not that I think you should be in jail for crack. It's not, that's not the point. The point is the hypocrisy and the people that are continuing to tolerate it, even though it's being so shoved in their face and it's so obvious and nothing happens yet. Trump, you know, has a mean tweet and they're like, they lose their fucking mind. It's crazy. Well, there was um, some studies or a survey done that suggests that had more people known about the Hunter Biden laptop that they enough people would have not voted for him at that point that it would have swayed the election um which they probably but, knew well but also it's not like the election was safe and secure correct so he knows yeah I mean, there was tons of evidence of that too, but nobody wants to believe it. It's like evidence came from all different aspects and anybody that tried to talk about it, it was being suppressed. So whatever. Right. And then it was in, um, I think August of 2021, that's when the Department of Homeland Security came out with a memo that was essentially equating people who did not 
agree with the election results as potential domestic terrorists. And then, of course, we've seen that um, narrative continue and that that rhetoric has really kicked up, obviously, in the last couple of weeks with um, terrible speech, the speech that shall not be named. Yeah, the speech from hell. Um, So that rhetoric has not gone away. And it's it's very disturbing that you can be called a domestic terrorist for thinking that an election that there's a lot of evidence that it was literally stolen is stolen. Okay, so Jackie. Yeah, so um, we are, we have one more story left and then we are about to close it up uh, with some reviews and some information where to find us. So Kyle, why don't you head, just close this out with the last story. Very good. I've got a story out of the, the UK. It's about a Swedish guy, uh, his name's Carl Anderson. Don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a PhD research student uh, out there, but he's from Sweden. He's currently under investigation for uh, child pornography. Mm. And can you guess why? Well, did he have tweets um, saying something that Hillary Clinton had done? No, not that obvious. I mean, it was a good guess. <laughs> good guess. Was he no. an election denier? He'd be dead. He would be dead if it was Clinton. True. No, no, nothing like that. He's doing his thesis on uh, trans babies. No, uh, Japanese pornographic uh, comics like manga, ah. uh, depicting uh, young boys. <laughs> yes. I believe I believe the correct terminology would be doujinshi. Not that uh, I would well, ever look at anything of that sort. Honestly, I'm shook that you that you know that. I I hope you're making that up. That, that I think that's a correct term. Also, Shota is what they specifically talk about in this article. Wait, are these names just for pornographic manga or so do, a specific do, genre? Yeah, so doujinshi is basically pornographic manga, uh, where sh- shoja. Shota, S-H-O-T-A, Shota. Yeah, Shota is um, the actual genre, which is basically like gay boy on boy. Mm. So he's doing his thesis on this. Um, he, all right, Mr. Anderson was researching subcultural Japanese comics that depict the sexual encounters of young boys. He claims to have masturbated to the same subject matter for three months and made notes on each session. Yikes, bro. Yep. And I was oh, just about to gross. come to his defense. Like <laughs> no, like, no, no. <laughs> like, because I mean, on, on the on the on just the base is, is that I mean, like it's a drawing. Like clearly drawings aren't children. I right. know that, but it's like, God, it's disturbing. Yeah, I was gonna say, but once you start like <laughs> vlogging about your jerk sessions to it that's uh, i don't know so uh, that's a little weird it's not good under uk law it is illegal to possess indecent images of children under the age of 18 including cartoon images as featured in these manga comics so he he just you know shot himself in the foot with this one yeah because i mean like there was an anime i was watching where um 
it's uh looks like a young girl but it's actually a vampire that got turned as a child so she's like 300 years old but it you know looks yeah. like a child japanese got they got some weird weird shit going on for sure they do. so he's he calls himself he's a visual anthropologist is what mm. he titles himself as he claims after conducting interviews and carrying out surveys his research hit a wall and he decided to copy his participants by only masturbating to show to comics and noting down his thoughts and feelings he mm. said he did this for three months and also had a ban on any other type of porn, sex, or any other, quote, sexual relief. Do you think he was, like, trying to figure out, like, what it was that pedophiles ha have such interest in? And he figured maybe if he does it on cartoons, he's safe instead of, like, actual children? I have no, I have no idea what this guy was thinking. I mean... Kudos for anybody who just does pure research for whatever, but this is, I don't know. And this is, this was on the taxpayer dime as well. Oh, of course. Of course yeah. it was. Trust right, the so. Science. Let me hold, hold on. There's a, he had a, a mentor at the school. I got to tell you what that person's, okay. Uh, so. His PhD supervisor, Dr. Sharon Kinsella, uh, herself specializes in, quote, Lolita complex subcultures. This is the person who was authorizing his research. Mm. Did she get arrested also? No, I don't think so. I don't think she's under investigation. To be fair, she didn't write a log history about her jerk sessions to him and then presumably presumably the guy published them to like medical journals or anthropology whatever hey it takes different strokes to rule the world that's hey, all that's I obviously to, you know, it does it does i'm gonna file that under disturbing um i guess it's it's obviously better than you know the alternative actually harming children i don't know it's it's weird too it's a weird that's a good one kill because it's a weird story right it's like okay well no one was hurt it's drawing but it's still super fucked up but does that mean that you should be in jail for that i don't know well, yeah. i feel like it's a precursor as to pedophilia some, as some probably like I'm, I'm a little bit into weeb culture um and a lot of, i mean honestly a lot of the times like the like lowly uh animes or doujinshi a lot of the times they aren't even really sexual um it's really just like like it's just like cute little like people uh you don't necessarily relate them to to being children mm, mm. um my 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 wife's asian so uh of course you know there's going to be a little overlaps but she reads um show showed a um it's not manga but it's like uh just like web novels hmm. it's like i don't know it, she reads specifically shoda web novels yeah. sometimes <laughs> i'm like i'm like that's like weird but i don't know <laughs> so i guess 
<laughs> never, you know, I'm just going to drop this topic entirely. Yeah. Okay. Right. Fair. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and let's close this out. Um, yep. Let me just go over. This is just a couple of Apple uh, podcast uh, reviews that we had. I don't know if we've read any of these off before, but, um, and if you uh, do follow us on Apple's or you have an iTunes account, please find us under Union of the Unknowns and please leave us a five-star review. If it's not five stars, then just forget about it. <laughs> if it's not five stars, shoot us an email. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, so, uh, uh, Preach said this podcast is spitting truth. And uh, um, someone else, yes. Not very often do you get to hear open ideas from people not afraid to speak their minds. Great listen with very interesting conversations of thoughts and ideas. That have never crossed my mind. Highly recommend. Great. Awesome. Do you Thank have you. any more for us? No, I'm not going to read any more. I'll read some more next time. Perfect. I love that. So then we will go ahead and uh, wrap it up for tonight's episode of Not Your Mama's News. We want to thank you for tuning in. And I also want to touch base with you to let you know where you can contact us. So first of all, I'd be running that Twitter page at Union Unknowns follow, reach out. <laughs> Nobody does. I just tweet into the, into the abyss, but that's fine. Um, I I'm having fun for the moment. So we had a Union number of amazing people follow us. We have. Yeah. Which is amazing and retweet our stuff, which is, so you're doing this, isn't it actually? Hey, we try and we try. And so that's at union unknowns on Twitter. We also have our Gmail account, which is union of the unknowns at gmail.com. Again, that's union of the unknowns at gmail.com. And we also have our phone number. So if you wanted to call in and leave a voicemail for us, whether that's positive, whether that's a question, whether that's, um, as Justin is throwing out there, he doesn't mind to, uh, get some hate mail from us or uh, for us. So you can call us at 404-482-3130. Again, that is 404-482-3130. And that is our voicemail account. And then you can find us on our website at unionoftheunknowns.com. Anything else? I think we're good. Okay. Thanks, That's everybody. it, everybody. Have an amazing evening. Sorry. Sorry, Kyle. Kill I was her. just saying, same thing you were saying. Hey, good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Buenas noches. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Union of the Unknowns. You can find a new episode every month on all your favorite podcasting networks.